to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then the book of Acts, and then the letter to the Romans, and chapter 8. And we want to read from verse 28 to the end of the chapter, that is to verse 39. So, Romans, around the middle of the New Testament, and chapter 8, and beginning with verse 28. Ikhtiana, can you read for us? All right, that's 8.28, verse 29, please. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Shall God that justifies? Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. A very rich passage. Uh, let's consider some things that have to do with verse 29 and specifically the second half of uh, the verse. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, to be conformed to the image of his Son. Believers should be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, that does not mean that uh, we should have uh, similar height and weight and outward appearance. Obviously, that is not uh, what uh, is involved. First of all, it wouldn't make sense. Uh, second of all, uh, we don't know what kind of appearance 
the Lord Jesus Christ had. We don't know how tall he was. We don't know uh, uh, what his weight was. We don't know uh, the, uh, the uh, color of his skin. You might say being born in this part of the world, we have an idea. Yes, but there are variations. Some people a little bit this way and some people a little bit that way. To be conformed to the image of his son is to be conformed to the Lord Jesus Christ in his character, in, uh, uh, in who he was on the inside, uh, not on the uh, outside. Sometimes artists copy one another. A composer composes a piece like another piece. A writer writes a story like another writer's story. Uh, a painter paints like another painter. Now, this is sometimes regarded as what? As weakness, uh, as a lack of originality on the part of the person doing the uh, copying. But sometimes it's not regarded as a weakness because you have certain composers and writers and artists who are regarded as what? As the top of the top of the top. As the best that could ever be. And if someone were to come along and try to be like that composer, like that, uh, uh, like that uh, writer, like that uh, painter, it would then be regarded as good taste, <laughs> as the right thing to do, uh, because they're following what is regarded as ideal. Let's say in the world of sculpture, uh, Michelangelo. If someone were to say, I am a student of Michelangelo and I try to sculpt like him, this would not be regarded as what? As weakness. On the contrary, it would be regarded as uh, uh, as a point of strength, good for you. You recognize the best, and you are striving uh, for uh, a very high uh, uh, goal. And so, uh, with regard to what is uh, considered uh, excellent, what is regarded as superlative, what is regarded as the highest, highest standard, to try to imitate that, it's a good thing, uh, uh, and people uh, will be uh, uh, people will respond to that uh, positively. Remember what was said of the Lord Jesus Christ by his enemies, by the soldiers who were sent to arrest him. No man ever spoke like this man. لم يتكلم قط إنسان مثل هذا الإنسان. Think of the soldiers at the cross. As we look at the Gospels, two sayings are ascribed to the centurion, perhaps also the soldiers with him. Certainly this was a righteous man. Truly this was the Son of God. Truly this was uh, the Son uh, of God. Uh, to follow the highest example. 
to try to be patterned after the greatest who ever walked this earth. The greatest who ever did anything. What did they say also in the Gospels? They were beyond measure, the Bible says, amazed. And they said, he has done all things well. Now, we can follow the pattern of believers who have uh, gone uh, before us. But in the case of believers who have gone before us, we must be careful to follow the things in their lives that were right and true and according to God's will, and not to follow their weaknesses, not to follow their shortcomings. Because as we look, let's say, at the life of Abraham, or someone like Moses, David, Elijah, so on, much that is good, which, of course, we believe came from God, and some things not good. Some things uh, not uh, good. And so, this is what Paul says. He says, be a follower of me as I follow Christ. In that in which I follow Christ, by all means, follow me. But if and when I do not follow Christ, then I am not anymore a pattern that you should follow. And so, we cannot say of those who have gone before and who have served the Lord and lived for him faithfully, we cannot say with them that, we cannot say of them what we say of the Lord Jesus, that we should be conformed to their image. Yes, in certain ways, but not as a general rule. It can't apply as an absolute and universal statement, whereas in the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, it can and it does. If you remember the beginning of Hebrews chapter 12, uh, it says that uh, there's a great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. And the writer had just spent some time speaking of uh, uh, the uh, faith, uh, the faith of many in the Old Testament times. And so he says, there is a great cloud of witnesses that has gone before us, so let us run the race of faith looking unto them. No, he says, let us run the race of faith looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. The great cloud of witnesses uh, they have gone before following the Lord, and we should follow uh, the Lord as well. Several passages in uh, the Bible uh, tell us uh, that we should follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we should be conformed to his image, that we should imitate him, that we should be like him. John chapter 13 and verse 15, Yohannat Latash, Khamstash, the Bible says, I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done. You should do as I have done uh, to you. Uh, Romans chapter 15 and the beginning of the chapter. Uh, Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification even as Christ pleased not himself. 
even as Christ pleased not uh, himself. Philippians chapter 2 says, don't look everyone on your own things, but look also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. ليكن فيكم هذا الفكر الذي كان أيضا في المسيح يسوع. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, Christ suffered for us and he left us an example that ye should follow his steps. And it is unto this that you are called, he says at the beginning of the verse. And First John chapter 2 and verse 6, he that says he abides in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. And yes, look, kama salaka vek. Kama salaka vek. Now, <clears throat> as we look at uh, uh, this passage, remember, remember uh, that we are speaking of uh, a matter in which those who are addressed are uh, believers. Mean am rasul. Is he speaking to unbelievers, to the unsaved, and, uh, and telling them, you need to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, and by doing your best in this, man, in this matter, you will receive God's favor, you will be accepted before God, you will be saved, you will earn your salvation by doing the best that you can to be like Jesus. This is not at all what he is uh, saying. He is speaking to people who are believers. He is speaking to people who are uh, saved. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Uh, you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit. Uh, you are in uh, the spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. Uh, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, then, uh, then he that raised Christ from the dead will give life. Uh, to uh, you, I'm, uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, summarizing somewhat. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Uh, you've not again received the spirit of bondage to fear. You have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So this is not something which is directed towards the unsaved with the idea that it is a means by which they will receive earn their salvation. This is directed to people who are uh, saved. Uh, the idea that salvation is by works is so common, except in the Bible. <laughs> uh, the idea that salvation is by works is so common, but it is not at all what the Bible teaches. I've said it many times, I like to say that salvation, in as, uh, to the extent that it is by works, it is by the work of Christ upon the cross. It is by his works. It's not by anything that uh, I uh, do. But rather by understanding that Christ died for my sins according to the scriptures, and he was buried and rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 15. Conform to the image of uh, Christ. You can pull out very frequently uh, a coin of some kind, and the coin can have 
the picture of someone uh, uh, on it. Um, in the time of the Lord Jesus, this was true. Uh, uh, remember certain coins that ended up uh, being part of the discussion between the Lord Jesus and uh, those who asked him the question, scribes and Pharisees. Uh, certain coins had the image of Caesar on them. Uh, had the image of Caesar on them. So was that coin like Caesar? No, because it bore the image of Caesar only in a very superficial and outward way. Uh, in a very superficial and outward uh, uh, way. Uh, my dad used to say that there was a person who decided he was going to follow the Lord Jesus, follow his example, follow his steps, imitate him. So he opened the Bible and he read that the Lord Jesus went up to the mountain to pray. And so he went up to the mountain, but did not pray. <laughs> but uh, did not uh, uh, pray. Uh, to be conformed to the image of his son. What are some of the things we know of the Lord Jesus? As I was saying earlier, we don't know that much at all about his appearance. But let's say one of the things we know that he wore a gown that was woven one piece from the top down to the bottom. So, to be conformed to the image of his son, I should wear the same kind of garment. All right? We know, for instance, uh, that the Lord Jesus, uh, at the time, uh, right before Passover, entered the city of Jerusalem riding upon a donkey. Okay, so when Passover time comes, I might make my way to the vicinity of uh, Jerusalem. I find a donkey, and I ride into uh, the uh, city. Uh, I ride into uh, the city. Uh, this is not, of course, what we are speaking about. We are speaking about... Uh, Inward things, outward things, things readily seen and visible, these are in one category, and inward things, uh, there you have the uh, reality. Uh, there's an old song that says, Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, uh, in my heart, to be conformed to the image of uh, his son is to have a spirit like his spirit, a mind like his mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in uh, Christ Jesus. And what can we say about the mind of Christ, about the spirit of Christ? We could say many things. And in each and every one of these, he is the example. He is the one that we should uh, uh, follow. A few things. We should be like him in his humility. In his humility. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, having to do with what? Don't look everyone on his own things. Look also on the things of others. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, Yet he became poor for your sakes, so that you, through his poverty, might be made uh, rich. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke uh, upon you and learn of me. Follow my example. Be conformed to my image. Uh, for I am meek 
and lowly of heart you will find rest unto your uh, souls the Lord Jesus John chapter 13 it says knowing that the father had given all things into his hands knowing that he came from God and was going back to God Knowing all these things of who he uh, 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 was, what did he do? He rose from the supper and he laid aside his garments and he took a towel and girded himself. He poured water in a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet. If you compare the account in John with other accounts of the Last Supper, it is quite possible that at the Last Supper, once again the disciples had this discussion, not to call it something else, between them about who was going to be greatest in the Kingdom of Heaven. Who was going to be greatest in the Kingdom of uh, Heaven. And so the Lord Jesus Christ showed them that rather than thinking with pride, they needed to think with humility. Rather than acting with pride, they needed to act with, uh, with humility. How is it that you sought me? Luke chapter 2. Uh, the first words that we have uh, from uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? What about my own affairs? What about my own things? What about what I might want to do? That's not the mind of the Lord Jesus. The mind of the Lord Jesus is, I came from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. Father, if you are willing, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, not my will, but yours be uh, done. Thinking of the Lord Jesus and of his spirit, of his mind, we think of his uh, love. We think of his love. We think of him crying over the city of Jerusalem. City that was shortly, a few days later, a city that was going to crucify him. We think of him uh, crying over the city of uh, Jerusalem. How often would I have gathered your uh, children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you uh, would not. We think of him seeing Martha and Mary and their sadness and their grief and the sadness of others. And the Bible says Jesus groaned within himself. And then it says that Jesus wept. Becca, yes, war. John chapter 13. 
which I was just speaking of, begins by saying, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. He loved them to the utmost, to the uh, uh, utmost. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. كَمَا أَحَبَّنِي هَكَذَا أَحْبَبْتُكُمْ as the Father has loved me, so I have uh, loved you. And also the Bible says, greater love has no man than this. That a man lay down his life for, uh, for his friends. Uh, the love uh, of Christ. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. So that we should be called the sons of, uh, of God conform to the image of his son, the Bible tells us explicitly that we should love as he loved. New commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for uh, uh, another. Uh, Sometimes people like to declare in some way or the other that they are followers of a certain line of thinking, uh, group, uh, belief, a person. And so they do strange things sometimes, wearing uh, certain kinds of clothing, sometimes uh, uh, odd things, unusual things. Again, an old hymn says, and they'll know that we are Christians by our love, uh, by our love. We could think about the devotion of the Lord Jesus, conformed to the image of, uh, of his Son. And let me mention specifically the prayerfulness of the Lord Jesus. Rabbi Yesu al-Masih al-Musalli. Uh, in the book of Luke, it says several times uh, that he withdrew from the crowd. Uh, he went into the wilderness and prayed. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12, he went out, up into the mountain to pray and he continued all night in prayer to God. Uh, Luke chapter 9 uh, and verse 18, as he was alone praying, uh, his disciples uh, were with him. Luke also tells us that uh, 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 that at his baptism by John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ prayed, uh, 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 prayed, uh, and the heavens were opened. And Luke also tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ was praying when he went up to the mountain with Peter, James, and John. As he was praying, the transfiguration occurred in the Garden of Eden. Uh, the Lord Jesus uh, prayed. He prayed very earnestly with sweat coming down as drops of uh, uh, blood. Uh, as drops of, uh, of blood. If we are to be conformed to the image of his son, are we conformed to the Lord Jesus in his prayerfulness? 
and we could speak of many other things. Some I want to mention very quickly, although they deserve they deserve uh, more in the way of uh, of uh, emphasis. Uh, holiness, to be like him in his holiness, to be like him in his mercy, to be like him in his courage, to be like him in his diligence. Remember how the bride speaks of the groom, uh, how the wife speaks of the husband in the Song of Solomon. It says that he is the chiefest of 10,000. Bikr bayna aluf. And altogether lovely. Wa kullahu mushtahayyad. Think of him in particular uh, upon the cross bearing the punishment for our sins. Crown of thorns upon his head. Nails and hands uh, in his feet. Why should we think of him uh, there? Whoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross and follow me. Because the one who will save his life will lose it, and the one who loses his life for my sake and for the Gospels, the same will uh, save it. Uh, the same will uh, uh, save it. What did the Lord Jesus face? Enmity, opposition, hostility, uh, uh, hate, uh, persecution. Unto you it is given, Philippians chapter 1, on the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but it is given to you to suffer for his sake to suffer uh, for uh, uh, his uh, sake. God forbid that I should glory, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, By whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto uh, the world. To be conformed to the image of uh, Christ. Let's think quickly about why. Why is this something reasonable, logical? Why does it make sense? We could say that this is a return of sorts to the situation that should be the case. When God created Adam and Eve, when God created mankind, what does the Bible say? He made them in his image. He made them in his uh, uh, image. Now, and then sin came in, and that image was, to a considerable extent, marred, disfigured. Uh, what did David say to Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan? He said, uh, I will restore to you uh, all the land of Saul, uh, your uh, father. To be conformed to the image of his son is the natural result of a new birth. Because if we are born of God, all right, who should we resemble? Who should uh, we uh, resemble? Should I look at a child, uh, let's say, look at Naomi and Hudson and say, you know what, they really look like my neighbor. What relation do they have to my neighbor? 
<laughs> they look like Sister Crystal and uh, and uh, and Brother Dan. God bless you. <laughs> That's the way it should be. They shouldn't look like my neighbor. All right. They they should look like the ones of whom they are born. And if we are saved, then we are born of God. We are born of uh, Christ. In fact, Christ in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says that he will be called an everlasting, an everlasting father, which is the correct uh, translation. He is the father of his people. The father of his people. Uh, Hebrews 2 says he brings many sons unto glory. Behold, I and the children whom God has given me, the firstborn among many uh, brethren. It is the natural uh, thing. It's natural thing as far as what? As far as the part that is born again, as far as the spirit is concerned. Now the flesh, uh, that's uh, the old part uh, that uh, hangs around, so to speak, uh, stays there, uh, doesn't disappear uh, until we go to uh, uh, glory. And the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the, the, the flesh. And uh, there is that conflict, uh, yes. Uh, but the spirit is uh, there and the spirit is born of god uh, why should be uh, we should be like why should we be like the lord jesus christ because the bible tells us that the holy spirit dwells in our lives in our hearts and the bible tells us that the spirit has fruit and the spirit has what kind of fruit love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance. Uh, uh, and it says that they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, so on. Can we not say that these are the characteristics of Christ, the Holy Spirit, working in the hearts and lives of God's children, making them more like uh, Christ. Uh, more like Christ. The Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of uh, Christ. And so, if we have the Spirit in our hearts, we have someone pushing us in that direction. Pulling us in that direction. Moving us in that direction. Guiding us in that direction. We should be like the Lord Jesus Christ, because if we're not like the Lord Jesus Christ, who will we be like? <laughs> who will we be like if we're going to walk in the flesh? Uh, look at the book of John, where the Lord Jesus, uh, in a rather pointed way, uh, spoke to uh, uh, his uh, enemies. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 38 uh, I speak, John 8:38. I speak that which I have seen with my father. You do that which you have seen with your father. All right? In some sense, what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying is that, that in, there's a principle here at work. And the principle is the same. We're each one of us going to do 
the things that we have seen and uh, with our father, except there are different fathers. Except that there are different fathers. And then in verse 44 of John chapter 8, you are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So, the devil, according to what we see, John 8 and verse 44, is a murderer and a liar. And the Lord Jesus is saying to the scribes, Pharisees, religious leaders of his time, you are murderers and liars as well. You are murderers and liars because you are like your father. Uh, you are uh, like your father. Remember what it says in Romans chapter 12. It says that we should offer our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable service, and not to be conformed to the world. And so this appears to be the other choice. Like it says also in the Sermon on the Mount, you cannot love God and money. If we are not going to be like Christ, we are going to be like somebody else. And when we turn away from Christ-likeness as a goal, as an ideal, as a principle, usually you turn away to something, well, of course it's worse, but usually something much worse. Uh, something uh, uh, much, uh, much worse. Uh, is it uh, possible what we are speaking uh, of? Uh, is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Because we are speaking of something that involves God working in the lives, in the hearts of his children. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. There is a plan of God and a working of God and a power of, uh, of God uh, which is uh, uh, involved. Uh, remember what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, last verse of the chapter, Corinthians it says, We all with open or unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So to be like the Lord Jesus Christ is not to say that I'm going to climb Mount Everest by pulling myself up by my shoelaces. All right? Pulling myself up by my shoelaces will lead nowhere. <laughs> uh, will lead uh, uh, nowhere. Uh, what we need, we need, uh, we need external help. Uh, reminds me of uh, <laughs> reminds me of this country and the situation right now. <laughs> we need, we need external help. Uh, we need external help. Uh, 
Reminds me of, I've mentioned once in a, in a while, a teacher that I had a long time ago here. He was uh, from the Matar family. I don't know any relation to the Matars we know. His name was Nabil Matar. Uh, subject over here uh, that they teach. They teach it in, uh, in, in most universities across the world where you have to take, sometimes they call it cultural studies, sometimes they call it civilization sequence, where you have to do what? You have to read things like what the Greeks wrote and some Romans and so on. And, and they had a course at the time that had to do with what? that had to do with uh, the Bible and some other books. And so I had a teacher who was showing up and saying stuff about the Bible. Now, I didn't always like what he was saying about the Bible, and I'd usually say something a little bit here and there in class, but I felt I, I didn't want to make too much of a fuss in class because, after all, he was the teacher and didn't want to be taking up all the time. So I took up all of his office hour time. <laughs> I used to go there. He had office hours on Tuesday morning. I used to go there when his office hours were started. And, and, and he was very kind and willing to enter into a discussion and hear what I had to say and... and uh, and he had his own opinions as well. And there were some other people who kind of got into the conversation. Then one time I went there uh, on Tuesday morning for his office hours, and he wasn't there, which was odd because he was usually very good about being in his office during his office hours. Later on that day, uh, news spread around the campus of the university that he had been kidnapped, that he had been uh, kidnapped. And... Uh, the university was, went into an uproar, and and then students, and with support, so to speak, of faculty and administration, everyone went on strike. No classes has to be released, but that didn't work. Uh, that continued for about a week and a half, uh, and then, you know, the people who had kidnapped him released a statement that if you don't resume classes, then we're going to kill him. And so people said, we've expressed you know, our anger at, uh, at him being kidnapped. He was, he was a good teacher overall, I mean, in spite of the fact that I disagreed with what he was saying about the Bible, but he was a conscientious person who did a good job. And I still remember it was, I think, a year and a half afterwards that I was sitting in one of the classes, and again, word spread around the university, Nabil Matar has been released. And uh, it was it was something that people across the university it was it was a cause the, the the this person to be released and so everyone was glad about it and since I had been such a like a pest and <laughs> going to his office hours all the time I said I said I want to go and see him now he just stayed for a short time then he went to the U S uh, and stayed there but I did uh, <laughs> which. Uh, which makes, uh, which is not strange. <laughs> anyway, but I, I did get to see him in his office, and I just wanted to pass by. In these kinds of situations, you just tell someone, I'm so glad that you're fine, that you're safe. That, that's all you say. Don't say, where did they hold you? What did they do to you? <laughs> you know, even. Uh, so I went and I said uh, uh, hello to him, and I said the things that I wanted to say. And he told me this, something that's interesting. He said, you know, 
while I was kidnapped. Uh, he said, I came to appreciate, he didn't say accept, he said, I came to appreciate or something like that, the idea that you have about salvation, which is that somebody from outside has to help you. You can't help yourself. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Uh, uh, you cannot help uh, yourself. Uh, the believer is a believer not because he saved himself by his efforts. And nor having become a believer, am I supposed to live in my own strength and in my own ability. And like I said, climb Mount Everest by pulling myself up by my shoelaces. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, to live like the Lord Jesus Christ, to act like he acted, to speak like he spoke, to think like he thought, because it's not just on the outside. Is this not difficult? Yes, it is not difficult. It is, it is impossible. But the Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard uh, for the Lord? Do we seek to be like the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we pray, Lord, help me to be like Christ? Is this something that we uh, desire? Difficult, uh, but glorious. Difficult, but glorifying uh, to God. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, we looked at this not a long time ago, that as we have borne the image of the earthy, we will bear also the image of the heavenly. Now this is referring to the body and the resurrection. Uh, uh, and the resurrection. He will change our vile body, Philippians 3, to be fashioned like his glorious body. Uh, beloved, now are we the sons of God. Uh, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 13 and verse uh, 14. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be firstborn among many brethren. That those who follow Christ should be like him, should be uh, like him. If you think of him as a leader, and you think of the believers as those following him, as he goes, and as he is, followers should be like him should be uh, like him that's a picture an image that seems to be sensible logical logical here comes a leader let's say military leader riding on a horse behind him are a bunch of people excuse me I'm just trying to come up with a picture who are in wheelchairs <laughs> if he's riding on a horse, all right, then the ones who are following him, shouldn't they be somewhat similar? 
Shouldn't they be somewhat similar? That's the way things uh, should be. Conform to the image of his son. That should be true for you and for me. And we need to ask ourselves, is it true? And if it's true, it can always and should always be more true. And if it's not that true, then we need to ask ourselves about whether the Lord Jesus is walking that way and I'm walking this way. <laughs> whether I need to make my way back to his footsteps, to his will, to his walk, to his image. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Savior. We thank you for the one who suffered and bled and died and rose again, who with his death purchased us from the bondage of sin and brought us into the glorious liberty of the sons of God, translated us. The Bible says, you have translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, into the kingdom of the Son of your love, who now goes before us in all things as our, our, as our example, as the one we should imitate, as the one we should follow. We pray that you would help us so that we would speak as he spoke, so that we would act as he acted, do the things that he did, think the things that he thought, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. We pray, Lord, that you would guide us away from worldly and fleshly thinking and into the way of Christ more and more and more. Help us to know that this will happen, not in our own power, not as something we do for ourselves, but rather what is done for us by your Spirit working in our hearts. Help us to hear that voice, to seek more and more that way, the way of Christ and of being conformed to his image. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.